to the Scorpio International Holding Company, LLC. Today's date is Sunday, February 4, 2024. January is in the rearview mirror already, guys. I am your host, Dave Scorpio, and welcome to the Free Range Open Air Insane Asylum we call Earth. Well, guys, here we are. Here we are watching the creation of a new war in real time. Yes, the creation of a new war, or at least that is their goal. That is what they want us to believe. They want us to believe that we are on the precipice of World War Three. But I think... Something very different is in play here, guys, because nothing is as it appears or as it appears in this world of deception. And it's really amazing how every means possible is being used to try and gin up this new war or give the appearance that we're heading into World War III at any moment. But I believe much of this is an illusion. And, you know, this sort of began when Israel initiated a massive false flag attack on itself or allowed one to happen. That's still a little unclear. I'm convinced the scale of this so-called attack, at the very least, was much, much smaller than we've been told. And don't think for a moment that the attacks and killings have lessened 
in Gaza right now because the mainstream media is no longer covering it in detail as it was before. Uh, because I've, I've seen some very disturbing footage uh, come out on different platforms, uh, basically showing, like one footage, it showed an entire city block being leveled with bombs in the matter of a few seconds. An entire city block just destroyed to rubble as Israel defends itself. I'm sure all those apartment buildings and houses were just chock full of terrorists that were just waiting to uh, make another attack on Israel. Uh, something like 20 bombs were dropped in the matter of like four or five seconds in this clip. It, it was like something out of Apocalypse Now. Really quite shocking. And according to you know academics who are actually studying this so-called war, over 144,000 buildings have been destroyed thus far. And, you know, people who actually study the progressions of war uh, say this is the most rapid destruction of a, of a civilian population they have ever seen. And I think that's very significant. And just the other day, you know, it's been proven that mass graves are being dug in Gaza, that the Israeli soldiers are just using tractors to dig mass graves and just tossing bodies in them to cover up their war crimes. And apparently uh, the latest one was, uh, you know, 30 bodies kind of in this pit. Uh, and all the victims had, were, uh, had their hands zip-tied behind their backs and then shot in the head. So clearly this was just a mass execution Uh, it's really amazing. And as of, oh, you know, four or five days ago, the death toll in Gaza is over 27,000 people. And um, at least 66,000 people have been injured severely. And... Over 25,000 children have lost one or both parents. So, I mean, this is probably one of the worst attacks on a civilian population in any of our lifetimes. And it's all being done with the you know, top-grade American military technology and funding. And even in the West Bank, they have done a a raid on a hospital, a terror center masquerading as a hospital. That's what the Israelis want us to believe. And where they basically uh, went into this hospital using kind of undercover people dressed as Arabs. This is an old trick the Israeli use, um, dressing up like Arabs and then um, going in and shooting people. They killed uh, several doctors. And uh, proclaimed it was a terror center, not a hospital. And, of course, the West Bank has nothing to do with, with what is going on in Gaza, per se. It's just 
they want all the land, and they're just—I uh, think—they're softening up the West Bank for a future attack. But it's clear to me that this effort to expand the war beyond the borders of the Zionist entity known as Israel. The effort to expand the war beyond this, I believe, is to act as cover and as a distraction away from this mass carnage and this wanton slaughter of civilians. And of course, all of these secondary conflicts are just a cover. It's sort of like the old magician's trick. Look over here, don't look over there. Look, the Houthis are attacking ships. Oh, my God. And, uh, oh, we're going to have to bomb Yemen, one of the poorest countries in the world. And now that they've got their much-wanted casualties of Americans, I guess three soldiers were killed and 25 injured fairly severely, now that gives us, you know, the cover we need to go in and, and start bombing more countries because of what happened in Jordan. And, you know, this idea that the Houthis are some great danger to America and we have to bomb Jordan uh, and, and bomb Yemen which and you know Yemen's probably the poorest country in the world at least it was at one time uh not not long ago so it's up there in the top 5 poorest countries in the world so um, basically you know America has been reduced to bombing one of the poorest countries in the world uh, all at the behest of its foreign policy master Israel that's what our, our mighty military has been reduced to doing now. And, you know, all of these new attacks um, aren't enough uh, for the conservative Republicans. You know, these the, the recent bombings, uh, the, the, our retaliation in Yemen, it wasn't enough. And these, you know, so-called conservative Republicans, they take the bait every single time. And they're demanding more attacks, and that many there's actually several Republicans saying that we need to attack Iran before it's too late. Before it's too late, before Iran gets a nuclear weapon. And several of the uh, you know phony kosher conservative talk hosts like Sean Hannity have been really pushing this narrative that you know uh, if. The great danger, if Iran gets a nuclear weapon, then all the surrounding countries will get one too. But it's going to be a horrible arms race, all because of Iran. But meanwhile, you know, Israel already has chemical, biological, and nuclear weapons in the Negev desert, uh, all against the law, of course. They don't actually admit to this, but they sort of Wink, wink, nod, nod, admit it, if you know what I mean. It's an open secret, let's say. But it's a, Israel was never supposed to have nuclear weapons, but they have them. That's no problem, though. 
And, of course, all of these fears being ginned up about Iran and, you know, this greater war happening, all these fears are being ginned up because of our special relationship with Israel. That's the sole reason for all of this. Without Israel in the picture, really, we wouldn't have the conflicts that we do in in that region. It's the sole reason for the majority of the problems in that region. Because if you study the history of, you know, Palestine before Israel, the region was very uh, quiet and serene and peaceful for the most part. And, you know, most of the surrounding countries were doing very, very well. Even until, uh, you know, the early 1960s, um, Lebanon was was uh, a beautiful, beautiful country and doing very well. Same with Syria. And, of course, now, you know, they're on the decline thanks to Israel. So... This is why I've said on previous shows that part of the reason that Israel was created in the first place was to create a problem that can't be solved. So, you know, the Rothschilds and whoever else got together and schemed uh, along with their satanic masters. uh, Well, hey, why don't we put a bunch of European Jews in the middle of of the Middle East, where most of the people are Arabs and uh, Muslims and Christians, let's have them steal a bunch of land and put them right in the middle of that area and then create a, a, a an extremely militaristic mindset within the country and let's just let them all fight. And again, this problem is not going to be solved. There's no solution for this problem as long as Israel exists. That's really the bottom line. And I've covered on previous shows Israel's plan to expand their borders because, you know, Israel is one of the few countries in the world that does not have declared borders. Look it up. They don't. That's because they plan on expanding, uh, you know, into Eretz Israel, biblical borders of Israel. That's what the two blue Lines are on the flag there. It's not an accident. There just happens to be two blue lines on the Israeli flag. So, yeah, it's a problem that can't be solved, and America is is really getting more and more involved in this. And it's, it's really all centered around Israel. And, of course, Israel created the whole idea of the war on terror. That concept was made by Israel and then passed on to America after 9-11. They got us involved in their struggle deeper than we already were. It's really amazing. But I believe that this, this whole so-called expansion of war. We are not headed into World War III. I do not believe that. This is all to distract us away from what Israel is doing. That's what I see very, very clearly here. And um, 
I don't think people should take the bait and believe that we're about to enter into World War III. And I don't even think a world war is possible in the same way it was before. If, if, if there is one, it'll be the most scripted and controlled war that's ever happened. But I do believe they're setting the stage for a broader conflict in the future. But we're not there yet. This isn't what's going to set it all off. But they've got people talking about lots of things other than the fact that millions of civilians are being, you know, herded into a very small area and all of their homes are being destroyed. Many of them are being killed. This truly is a crime against humanity in any sense of the word. And I don't wish that on anybody. I don't care where you're from. I don't want to see anybody's children bombed. So yeah, that's uh, that's my take on the whole war. This idea that we're heading into World War III. A lot of people think that is happening. It's not. Not yet, anyway. And it's all a cover for Israel as they continue their mass slaughter and their bloodlust continues. And we're coming up on the top of the break here in just a few minutes. And I'm going to switch gears here um, after the break and get into some uh, stuff I think is very important, which has to do with uh, something that's not really being covered much at all in the mainstream media. It's gotten very, very little coverage, and it's an extremely important topic. And that is the massive protests going on by farmers all over Europe. And, of course, civilization, the starting point for any civilization is agriculture. If you don't have agriculture, you do not have a civilization because none of it's possible unless you have the ability to produce food for all the people in your country. And that very idea is under attack, uh, unlike it has ever been under attack And this all feeds together in this um, Agenda 2030. Yes, Agenda 2030. The centralization and control of all natural resources on the planet. So everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! 
Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Ease Off LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you've definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Yeah, so like I said, I'm shifting gears here. I'm talking about the massive protests going on all over Europe right now by farmers. 
And the fact that there is a war on farming going on as part of this Agenda 2030 United Nations uh, quest and the people that actually control the United Nations uh, to centralize and control all of the natural resources on the planet. That's what this is really all about. If you want to just make a quick summary, it's the centralization of control of all natural resources on the planet. And it's amazing how little coverage this is all getting. You know, farmers all over uh, Europe, France, Germany, Belgium, Italy, Greece uh, have been using some good tactics, uh, closing roads down with their tractors and, um, you know, spraying manure onto some of the, uh, you know, palaces uh, that the president or head of state live in. Because, you know, really, if you want any political change, it's not going to happen through voting. I really do believe that. Those days have long since passed. I think at one point that was true. But we're playing a different game now. We're not playing that game anymore. And if you don't know the game you're playing, you're sure to lose. That's one thing you can count on. But yeah, there's a war on farms, especially the small kind of family farms, independently owned farms. And um, it's quite interesting. I guess farmers in France blocked some of the major highways and shut traffic down for hundreds of miles, which is quite a feat. And that's the kind of thing uh, that is going to have to start happening if people want to see any kind of change or you know, difference made in the system. Because right now, the agenda just rolls right along, and you can vote all you want. It won't make a damn bit of difference who the president is Maybe superficially it will on some minor things, but you're going to have the same agenda roll forward until people refuse to mindlessly go to work and keep the system going. Because, you know, the parasitical rich, the parasitical elite class cannot exist without millions and millions of little worker bees that are willing to show up to work uh, every day, uh, no matter how low their pay is. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons uh, why this thing on the border is happening too, which is that they need to have new people coming in all the time to keep the Ponzi scheme going, but also to keep the value of labor very low so they can force people uh, and take away their power uh, in terms of some co- type of strike. But what's happening, uh, I, I think the worst example of what's going on is, is in Holland. In Holland, And of course, this is all part of the EU policy going along with Agenda 2030. But the Dutch government is preparing to forcibly shut down more than 3,000 farms. And, you know, Holland is a major food producer 
uh, despite the fact it's such a small country, they produce an amazing amount of food that goes all over the world, all over Europe. So they want to shut down over 3,000 farms and basically force farmers to sell their land. Make them an offer they can't refuse. That's what it comes down to, guys. Be right back. I'm going to take some calls at the bottom of the hour, too. So everyone, stay tuned. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply, plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call one 877 8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X T E N D O V I T E.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. 
However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. We don't take our trips on LSD. We don't burn our draft cards down on Main Street. We like living right, being free. We don't make party out of loving. We like holding hands and pitching woo. Okay, we are back. We don't let our hair go. Yeah, we don't let our hair grow long on Shaggy like the hippies down in San Francisco do. Oh, yeah, I love that old stuff. That old country music's the best, man. Okay, well, we are back, and um, I do want to take some calls in this second half hour. So feel free to uh, dial in uh, area code 512. Two four eight eight two five two. That's five one two two four eight eight two five two. Call in and let your voice be heard here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Yeah, so this uh, farming thing is big, guys, and um, the idea that a government can force farmers to sell their land, whether they want to or not. I mean, we are entering into a brave new world. We're entering into a world where the game is much different than we've been told. So I've got some calls already. Let's jump into the phones here real quick. Let's start with Chance in West Virginia. Chance, you are on the air, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, hello, Scorpster. Now, I can't recall who said it, but the phrase was, government is force. Is it not? And how does one meet force? With force. You know, this is why I get a kick out of these dumbass idiots who build all this politics. Oh, I'm voting for this person. He's going to take care of everything. I'm going to call my congressman. I'm going to write my senator. When I hear these dumbass fools talk like this, I say to myself, with people you around, there is no damn hope for this country. Are they writing their congressmen? Are they sending letters to their senators? No. They're spraying crap all over. And that's what we need to do, spray a little crap, more or less. I mean, I am so fed up with what I see, what's happening to those people in Gaza. You know, after they finish with, with the Gazans, 
They'll go for the Christians. They're next. Make no mistake about that. And I'm not talking about these evangelifish Christians and these Claude Austin types. They'll give them a pass because they're doing the chicken swingers bidding. They're in no danger. But as far as your, your hard-working American out here who just wants to be left the hell alone and is a Christian and who believes in Christ, guess what? They'll be knocking on your door. What do you think, Scorpster? Oh, I agree. Uh, make no mistake, uh, if they get away with this, uh, they'll do it here if they felt it was beneficial to them and their cause. You can count of on course. that. Of and course. the idea the that we are going to normalize world. dropping bombs on people's children uh, is beyond dangerous, oh, and it's it's the course. sickest Speaking thing I've seen in a very, very long Lord, time. Speaking of children... Hey, they just killed two kindergarten girls. You know, you got to watch out for those kindergarten girls. Those five-year-old girls, they're dangerous. Have you heard about that? Two kindergarten no, this happened in girls, Gaza? mind you. These people are freaking wicked. And if, and if the Americans don't think that their number is coming up soon, too, they've got another thing coming. Yeah, write your congressman. Call your senator. Vote for Trumpy Bear. He'll pull your chestnuts out of the fire. What a friggin' joke. How dumb can people be? I'm so fed up with most people, Scorpster. I mean, I, I've had it. I've had it with most people. And uh, you keep up the good work. Uh, God bless you now. Well, thanks, Chance. I appreciate your call as always. And, uh, you know, you're right. Um, the idea that you're going to vote and vote harder, it'll change things. It really won't. And... It's going to come down to people being willing to disrupt the system. And just before I take another call, I just want to briefly talk about something I witnessed when I lived in Ecuador along these lines, which was um, back in like, oh, it's about 2016, they were planning on, the Ecuador government was going to remove all the subsidies from gas and oil because Ecuador is a petroleum state, so they had gas it was like a dollar a gallon when I moved to Ecuador, $1.20 a gallon. And they're going to remove all the subsidies for that and for cooking gas because you can you could get a a tank, a five-gallon tank of cooking gas for $2.50. And they're going to raise it to like $20. So for you know people who uh, were poor, that makes a big difference. So they had a thing called a paro, which means st- a stop. Paro means stop in Spanish. And what they did is the indigenous, who are all kind of related, they're racially very um, homogenous. They're all sort of cousins, and I don't mean that in an insulting way, but they're all related. <laughs> they really are. They're like an extended family. But what they did is they would block off freeways and not let anyone pass through the freeways. They shut down the stores in in a lot of the towns, and they actually said, if you open your store, we're going to break your windows. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not saying that's the best way to handle things, but they did shut the entire country down for a couple of weeks. And the president, the, the, the then president of Ecuador, actually fled to Mexico because they were actually marching on the uh, presidential palace. He got spooked and went to Mexico so these people are cowards, and if you start pushing them around a little bit, a little bit of a pushback, they often fold. And um, it's going to take something along these lines. I think the idea of a work stoppage, a universal work stoppage, 
is something that should really be talked about more. It's very effective. And like I said at the beginning of the show, if you don't have you know, millions of worker bees willing to work at low wages and very harsh conditions, uh, if you don't have people willing to do that, the elite cannot live, the parasitical elite class cannot live the lifestyles they want to live, and they can't enact their plans. They can't do anything. So I think people need to start thinking a little outside the box rather than thinking that voting harder will fix things because it won't. We're playing a new game now. Okay, let's go on to my favorite Scotsman, John from Austin. John, you are on the air, sir. Go ahead. Hello, Dave. I'm your favorite Scotsman. How many Scotsmen do you know? You're the only one I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I am am Scottish. I'm I'm from a Scottish background, so I do want to go there someday and, and check it out. Well, if I'm your favorite out of one, I'm, I'm very flattered. And if you believe that, you believe it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, you're talking about the European farmers. Yeah, that's that's a terrible, terrible thing that's been, been going on. But um, a few years ago, Panorama on the BBC produced this documentary. And um, it was uh, about a, a crew who sailed up the Congo River. from. They came in off the Atlantic Ocean and sailed right round. The river itself actually goes all the way around the, the, the northern border of the Congo, right away around to the other side. It's a hell of a long journey. But I can't remember the exact distance, but they're about 20, 25 miles in off the Atlantic. The, the river there, um, it kind of drops a couple of times, and they, they, couldn't, they couldn't sail there. They had to get off and find some other way a few miles up and in get on another boat and continue their sailing. But I remember the guy who was narrating the video said, uh, this, these waterfalls here generated enough power that if they built, a, if they built a, a hydroelectric plant there, they could power the whole of the African continent. And I, also, I thought to myself, well, if they could do that, they could probably as well irrigate most of the land in the Congo because I think the only industry that the Congo has is the mine, uh, what do they call that stuff that you use for ship? Cobalt. Is it cobalt they use for smartphones these days? To, to my knowledge, that's the only sort of main industry that they have. And uh, I thought, and the size of the place, that, that place alone could feed the world. But of course, little people like Billy Gates, they wouldn't think of investing any money in something like that. No, they just want to go and bloody vaccinate everybody. And I just think it's sick. Well, it is. And, you know, the the agenda, too, is to get rid of independent farmers and, and get rid of animal husbandry or, you know, the raising of animals for the most part and yeah. convert it to factory uh, farming and chemical for only chemical, highly chemicalized farming and then actually producing food in factories, this this producing this this biological meat in factories that's under the control that's the important part the under under the control of uh, Bill Gates who's of course just a, a front man for much more powerful people but to centralize the control of food production because that's also these people want absolute power and uh, they you know that starts with the control of, of the production of food yeah, and of course it's, it's an agenda that's been going for, for years. The, the problem is 
like with any, anything else, like my, my pet subject is the poor people of Palestine. Not enough people know what the hell is going on there. I mean, I I was talking to, a, a, I bumped into a little girl yesterday when I was up at the grocery store and she used to work there. And I was telling her, ever since this kicked off on October 7th, every time I go up the grocery store, which might be as many as three times a week, I would wear either a Palestine T-shirt or when the weather got a bit colder out, I got myself a sweatshirt. And I always have that on, my little baseball cap. It's a Palestine cap as well. So that's quite a few trips I've made up there. And today, I think I've had a total of nine people acknowledge what I'm wearing and say thanks. Nine people in, what, three and a half, four, four months nearly? I, I, it just blows my mind that people haven't a bloody clue. Yeah, well... Um you know, this propaganda that Israel is our greatest ally has been shoved down our throats, uh, Americans' throats, at an unprecedented level. And, of course, that's backed up by all the Holocaust mythology and never again in Auschwitz and World War II. And it's been a very deliberate campaign to sort of uh, make Americans believe that somehow Israel is our great ally when really the honest truth is nothing could be further from the truth. And uh, the... Without Israel, there wouldn't be any conflict in the Middle East. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, I just if uh, if they're able to carry out their, their their goal and just eradicate the entire Palestinian people and flatten the land, I think a lot of Americans better start working some overtime because you're the buggers that are going to be paying for it. The rebuilding of that piece of land is going to come out of American pockets. That's for damn sure. Oh, I agree. Uh, in fact, you know, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, who's a, a strong, staunch conservative, he's actually a Christian Zionist, uh, you know, they're already trying to wheel out this uh, plan for, what, another $14 billion just to hand over to Israel so they can continue their yeah, great work. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You know, you know, another one that gets me, of course, you have um, the, the American government are the biggest friends of Israel, but they have this group over in Britain called the Conservative Friends of Israel, you know, the Tories. I don't I don't know of any other group in any of these political parties, like, do we have the Conservative Friends of Ireland? Uh, do they have the Conservative Friends of uh, Sweden? No. Israel is the only country in the world, and I, I, I hate calling it a country. Absolutely hate it, but what is the deal? Oh, it just drives me bloody crazy, man. Drives me absolutely crazy. It makes me so damn angry. Yeah. Well, don't don't call it a country. Call it the Zionist entity known as Israel, uh, because yeah, that's really what it is. And as oh. I said earlier in the show, Israel does not have defined borders. It's not a country. Uh, it's a actually a, a project by the Rothschilds in the city of London uh, to create uh, this center of the conflict that is going to be played out later, I believe. Uh, but, yeah. John, I want to thank you for your call. I've got some other callers I've got to get to, and the time let me, is just, let me, just finish, let me just finish with this real quick. There's a great, sure, there's sure. A great documentary on BitChute called The Last Days of the Big Lie. Very, very interesting to watch that. It's only about an hour long. It's an excellent, excellent video. I'll go with that. Yes, I've seen me. that. The Last Days of the Big Lie. That's definitely worth watching. Thank you for, for uh, saying that. Okay. 
And as always, John, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Good to hear from you again. And let's go on to Lynn in Maryland. Lynn, you are on the air. Go ahead. Thank you very, very much. Dave missed you last week. Um, last Thursday was the National Prayer Breakfast. If anybody didn't hear it, if you're a Christian, you'll love it. Um, sounded wonderful, just wonderful. It was actually held in Statuary Hall on Capitol Hill. The National Prayer Breakfast has never, ever, ever been held on government property. Um, Comrade Hilton was one of the people who started it with um, some other wicked so-called Christians. And um, the background to the National Prayer Breakfast, I mean, think Pinochet, you know, overthrowing Chile's government. That's what the National Prayer Breakfast is really all about. Our legislators and people getting in cahoots with dictators and company and doing their business and and congressmen and senators getting together, but we'll just do it all in the name of Jesus. And But it did sound good. It was absolutely exclusive, I can tell you, so you might want to listen to it. Um, and also I'd recommend the book The Family, which will actually explain everything about that, along with those big houses they have in Northern Virginia and the townhouse on C Street. I think it covers that. But it goes back in the history of this. And... You know, who controls us? Who controls us? Christian Zionism is what this boils down to, and Zionism in general. And you know what I heard today? I heard a new one. Um, and I, I can hear Miss Pat right now. What's your source? But I don't, I don't remember it. I think it was one of the Sunday news shows. Guess what? They put babies in ovens on October 7th. So, oh, yeah. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, they cooked um, babies in ovens. They the chopped three their heads people off. That went uh, in that hospital, they, they made they uh, dressed, lampshades and soap like, out of them too. Oh wait, that was a different Holocaust. No, no, that was yeah. the other one. Um, yeah, but the three Israelis that were dressed up like Muslim women, hospital personnel who they shot were three sleeping patients, one of which was paralyzed. Okay, yes. and that violates yes. the Geneva Convention. But there's the hint. Because it's just like stupid stuff, our wicked stuff our government does. They don't change their M.O. So there's a picture of what happened on October 7th. You know? Oh, yeah. The whole, the whole thing I was mean, a fraud. It, and, uh, you know, uh, that's not the first time they've dressed up as Arabs uh, to, to do uh, false flags and attacks. Uh, they dressed up as Arabs when they bombed the King David Hotel back when they were fighting for Israel to be established uh, using terrorism. So... Uh, Israel has a long history of, of terrorism, and they sort of invented the war on terror, as I said. So this whole thing is uh, vastly different. And Christian Zionists are just the dupes. They're the, they're the ones that— They're not that, just uh, dupes. They're, they're actually—listen to something like Jim Markell on Understanding the Times, but all you have to do is listen to Christian radio. It'll drive you up the wall because— oh, yeah, Israel is Israel, and they deserve to be there, and all that, and, you know, just misread the Bible. In fact, Mitri Rahab's book, Decolonizing Palestine, is actually a great little book. It's only 150 pages. He's a Christian pastor in in Bethlehem, I think. Um, But the other thing I was going to bring up, do you know last Thursday morning... um, 
There were 16 road closures in the District of Columbia, including 695 that goes from Virginia into D.C. Now, I'll say, because I've said it here before, remember the song, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised? Sure, yeah. Because a cameraman who was on with Dave Zarin to do the collision actually couldn't get pictures of the 695 closure, and it was during morning rush hour. But there were what, what was the reason for the closure? Closures. What? Why was it closed? Um, oh, uh, pro pro terrorists, you know, um, pro pro Palestinian. It all had to do with pro Palestinian. That's oh, I see. Why I see. Yeah. We there are numbers, but it's not. But you know what? For the first time, C-SPAN actually mentioned it on Washington Today, which is their evening news. Because they haven't covered the two rallies. The one, the first rally, there were over 200,000 people. And the rally in January, there were over 300,000 people. And you never heard a word about it. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I hadn't heard that. Uh, thank you for telling me that. And, you know, it's sort of like these massive protests going on with the farmers in Europe. It's gotten very, very little coverage. And these are massive, massive protests. And it, this is a really big deal because you're talking about the re-engineering of our food production system and the centralized control of that as well. That's what this is really all about. Uh, and it's all under the guise of saving the planet. Oh. The media. It's, you know, it's not a Jewish trope thing. Read Eric Alderman's book, We Are Not One. He's Jewish and he says it. Read James Bamford's book, Spy Fail. You know, like when it comes to Israel's nukes, Guess where the plutonium and the um, whatever the other thing is that you make nuke bombs out of? They used two towns in Pennsylvania, one of which is now completely contaminated. That's where their plutonium and, and whatever the other thing is came from for their nuclear now. program over in Israel. They use yeah. us. And you, look, they control our government for God's sake. And, well, and they, that's they what do. all of and this bombing of course, crap is about. It's a, it's a distraction. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a distraction. Okay. No, stop killing the people in Gaza. And, right, and that's the what this, there's a lot of distractions going on. Yeah. Okay, well, Lynn, I appreciate your call. Uh, I'm going to try to get another caller in here before we run out of time. I do appreciate your call, though. Thank you for calling. And we're, we're trying to get a, a Skype caller on on here. I don't know if we're able to do it. Oh, is he? Okay, great. Let's bring on uh, Steve from the UK. Steve, you are on the air, sir. Go ahead. Hi there, Scorpio. Can you hear me clearly? You sound very good. Yes, go ahead, sir. Um, hi, to you. It's a long time, Scorpio. Glad you're alive. And um, thanks to the RBN crew as well for taking this call. My appreciation. Um, I've been listening to some of your points you raised earlier about the smokescreen uh, of the Ukraine for the liquidity crisis, and now we have a smokescreen of a, a Yemen war uh, for the Gaza genocide that's currently going on. Um, I think you, you made a point about how it, it was between the two rivers, how Israel is an expansionist project. I think that's quite true, and... I think with the destruction of the white homelands and their borders, like what we're seeing in Texas right now and in the UK, we might see a fusion of these transnational corporations in their anarcho-tyrannies with the state of Israel and the rise of a Jewish megastate. So I'd like to make a point to you, Scorpio, that even if they do make, uh, they, they kick the Palestinians out of uh, the West Bank as well, 
it will never stop. Even if they take all the land between the two rivers, fulfilling prophecy, it will never stop. They'll still seek to rebuild the temple, have all law and the production of money from Israel, presumably Jerusalem, and then yes. try to their law for the Goyim under the Noahide laws for everybody else. So I got a question for you. There's been a lot of talk within the UK and within Europe and, and perhaps even in America with the draft of what, what we call conscription. Um, in the Telegraph, they've been banging on about it in the mainstream media. and We have generals coming out, how it's our duty to go die for Russians. And I've seen lots of pushback in the UK against mandatory conscription, which I regard, I would like to tell the audience, is a, a vehicle for the mandatory jab which is still going on. And um, I think when I saw the mandatory jab for the U.S. Army and, well, you got kicked out of the army, no jab, no job. Uh, over here, all the army got jabbed and nobody disobeyed the order. But now we're all a bit aware of that. And with conscription, if they turn around again saying you're going to have to have the jab because of nuclear, biological and chemical warfare, um, a lot of people pushing back against that. So can I ask you about what your opinion on the draft is in America and what is your plan if you get called up in a draft well I'm too old to be drafted but I don't believe that a draft will work I think that is um, a red herring to be honest it just it, the, the young people aren't going to go along with it and um, they, they've created such a feminized country uh, that and people I, I just don't see how that could possibly work I've heard a lot of talk about this but I, I honestly don't see how it could ever be implemented and if they tried it would be so incredibly unpopular that it would cause more problems than it's worth for them okay and how do you see oh i uh, uh steve uh sorry we're at the top of the hour I, I need to have you come on as a guest here soon man Let, let's talk offline and we'll, we'll set something up that was a great call okay i take care Gilad Atzman says the essence of Jewish power is the ability to prevent the discussion of Jewish power. Jewish power requires anybody in politics to understand it and know about it, but never talk about it. My awakening really sums up with the very best evidence, the facts and the truth about race and the fact that race drives history and the truth about the Jewish question. The younger you get, the greater the percentage of people who identify as alphabet soup, you know, LGBTQ, RS. This woman, she's like, oh, yeah, I identify as a koala two years ago. And I'm like, what? A koala? What? Maybe if it was quickie koala, that might be cool, but otherwise, you know. How about an inward pass? Have you ever received an inward pass from any of your black friends? Biden invited a drag queen to come for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the Respect for Anal Sex Act. So, you know, I mean, let's, let's just call it like it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.